Boss Lady is sponsored by Fraser & Dieter, a top 50 accounting and advisory firm that has been repeatedly named a best firm for women in leadership. Fraser & Dieter is proud to support programming for women executives and entrepreneurs. Learn more at fd.cpa. We'd also like to thank Every, a leading supplier of gaming, entertainment products, and technology solutions for the casino and digital gaming industry. Hey, boss lady, what are your survival skills? I'm Andrea Gigline. And I'm Christy Atwater. For the incredible woman we're going to meet today, the answer has everything to do with other women. Yes, Cynthia Delfino calls these women her tribes, and we're going to find out how they keep her going. Now, I think I know what she means by that. I think it means having different focus groups, but I can't wait to hear more from her about it. Yeah, you know, I I was initially a little resentful of that word when I first started hearing it in corporate speak because I was afraid they were going to adulterate it because, you know, for me, I really have had the benefit of having little groups of different people support me along the way in different parts of my life. And I think that's what she's going to be talking about. Yeah, I naturally had different groups where I had a running group or I had an outrigger canoe group or then in business, you know, I'd have different small co-worker groups. But now I've become more focused about it and realize the importance in any business adventure, how much you need a tribe. Absolutely. Let's meet our guest. Cynthia Delfino is a president and CEO of the YMCA, Central and Northern Westchester County in New York. Cynthia, welcome. Yes, welcome, Cynthia. And I am dying to hear your experience about building tribes, what they are and all that. But first, would you tell us about your work right now? I am so blessed right now. I am leading the YMCA of Central and Northern Westchester. We've just gone through a very big transition as an organization, when I got there in 2014, we were a swim and gym, a residence hall, camp, pre-K programs, child care, and youth leadership programs. And, you know, we made a strategic decision that really our efforts should be focused on what today's community needs. And what that is, is child care, UPK, and youth programs. So we were not in the swim and gym business wow. anymore, which is very unusual for a while. Well, Cynthia, I grew up going to the YMCA, and so I think so fondly of it. I'm wondering how the pandemic affected the YMCA. Oh, it was terrible. Um, we were just about changing our business model when it happened, so I didn't have wow. to worry about residents. I was very blessed. And we didn't rely a lot of our income on um, the swim in the gym facility, but I think the hardest thing for us was the having to make decisions in the unknown and having to make decisions that had to change the next day because something happened to change the way we were going to do business. So we would get, you know, uh, things from the government and to tell us, you can do this, you can do that. Oh, but tomorrow you can't. So we had to be flexible. And that yes. was a big deal. You know, that flexibility is one of the things that I know that Christy and I have been hearing a lot in all of the incredible women that we have been interviewing. So, that doesn't just show up in 2020 because of a global pandemic. Tell us a little bit about how you got to where you are. Well, it's a funny story. The last thing I ever thought I'd be doing when I was going for a master's degree in public administration from Pace University was wind up running the Y. <laughs> <laughs> I had no, no thought whatsoever, but 
you know, had a career where I went into different organizations. I've been in higher education, for-profit, not-for-profit, um, the local government, of course. I was a lobbyist. I did a lot of different things that I found all fascinating. And then I was approached to this job. I said, look, we want someone who knows the community well, who can bring new faces in, who can help us really see the vision as to the future of what we should do. Would you come on? Wow. And I was honored, honored, sure. honored sure. To, uh, to do that. So how did you handle that new challenge? I mean, since that was a new thing for you, what were, what's, what were the first steps that you took? Well, when you walk into an organization that you really don't know much about, and you see that it's losing a million dollars a year, wow! you say, oh, boy, mm-hmm. yeah. how long is this going to happen? So, you know, we had to set priorities. We had to set goals. We had to come up with a sustainable model. And, you know, we had a 1927 building that was never maintained. So, um, you know, the, the pool pump would go. That was 250000 Uh The wow. roof was leaking. Uh, you know, it was one of those things where it just was we, we had to we did a building study. $23 million to bring the building behind the Whoa. wall up to today's standard. That's not a new carpet. That's not a new coat right. of wow. right. that's your That's your wiring. That's your infrastructure. So, you know, I said, we don't need this building right. to be a Y. You betcha. And here we are. And that was a long road. I had 22 board members that I had to um, really work with for them to see that vision and the community at large, because remember, we had 143 residents. We were not going to be able to provide housing up to anymore. So how do you do that and do it the right way? And very, very um, important that you do it the right way. And, you know, I guess that's the question about uh, leadership that I'm intrigued about. Can you identify in you what it was that allowed you to coalesce that. This is massive change on any level and massive cooperation on any level. Can you identify something in yourself that you could share? Well, I I think uh, people have said to me that I'm very genuine and I'm very honest and transparent, and that was the process. And it's really hard to, you know, when you set an argument, remember I said I was a lobbyist at one point. Yes. When you, when you create an argument where people can't say to you, you know, you're, you're wrong because we were going to lose the building. We were going to lose the whole why. Right. We were going to well, lose our mission. Correct. And, and I think the board, when I came on, there were only six or seven members of the board. And I built the rest that remainder of 22. A lot of my tribe are on the board, by the way. Um, these folks came in and really helped me to say, it's okay, you can do this. And, you know, I got a lot of support on that, which was amazing. And that's why I think right now this is the best job I've ever had. Yeah, let's talk about how you built that tribe or that network to overcome those obstacles. I'm really curious because in every business relationship or in every corporation, there's obstacles to change. And so to hear how you've done it, um, I think will be helpful to others. Well, I, I, I chalk it up to wherever I worked, um, I got myself involved in outside business organizations, um, mm. in particular the Business Council of Westchester, very, very, there's a strong powerhouse. Their president and CEO, um, we just hit it off. We clicked. I'm now on her executive committee. I've been on there for, for a number of years. And when you look around that table, I have different people that I can talk to. And the, and the tribe is interesting because they're people that you have to have some personal, professional connection to. Right. You have to build a trust. 
they're going to come and ask you for help. You can't just keep going to them. You have to help them as well. So I had folks in the PR business, in crisis management, in engineering, all of these different acumens where I could call them up and say, hey, can I pick your brain? And being out there and giving of yourself, I've done a lot of networking dinners. So I'm just an actual <laughs> now in the pandemic world. But I just want to hug and a glass of wine. That's all I want. Yes, <laughs> yes. It's creating that network has been huge. And I keep it together. Every morning I send out a text message to two particular groups, the women that are my tribe of professional women. Right. Here. And then I have a group. I had a really strong mentor that I'd like to talk about probably a little later in our conversation. Okay. But um, I asked her one day, how can I ever how can I ever repay you for all you've done for me? And she says, help other women. Oh, Bring beautiful. other younger women up. Yep. And that's, that's, those are my girls. That's yes. my other tribe. Yes. So it's really, it's been a joy to watch them have their successes in their careers and call me up and say, Sin, I don't know, I've had an offer. What do you think? I think it's really, really important that we help each other. Well, so tell us, uh, do, do you know or do you have available what your inspiration was for today? Oh, sure. This morning was about. Ready? Yes. yes. This morning was this morning was one of my favorites. Let me find it. Um, do sharks complain that it's Wednesday? No. They're up early, fighting stuff, chasing stuff, being scared, and remind everyone that they're a shark. Go out and do it. Oh, I love it. That's great. And so, you know, you mentioned something in your conversation, very uh, just passing about a mentor. And I know that as a young person, one of the things that I always used to say was, I wish I had a wife. And you very affectionately call your mentor your work mom. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Oh, I'd love to. Marge Gotti was an extraordinary person. Um, There was nothing she couldn't do. And I knew one day when I grew up, I wanted to be Marge Gotti. And I used to tell her that all the time. And she used to smile at me and say, yeah, we'll see, we'll see. (laughs) You know, she would advise me things. She would, I'd call her up complaining about something or someone, and she would say, just stop it. (laughs) (laughs) I would get scolded. Why are you wasting your time and energy? This doesn't matter. Is it going to matter five minutes from now, five years from now? No. Right. And, and And she was right. And you know, just that professional. Mom, your, your, your blood mom, oh, she's a whole other deal. She teaches you everything else. Right. But to have somebody in the professional world that's mm-hmm. say to you, look, kid. Yes. Uh, I, I will tell you deal. that I had that privilege also of having someone who was that person that added to my development differently than the way my mom. She was my business mom. And that's why when I saw you use that word, it was so reminiscent for me. And I know for a fact that the honesty and the transparency that you spoke about, she was the person I could go to that would be that, you know, like, oh, no, you don't get to be you being this way today. And I remembered one time when I was really hot about something and she very calmly said, never burn a bridge. And I said, I don't want to burn the bridge. I want to blow it up. But it, <laughs> and that was true because that was the difference. You know, she was trying to teach me, no, 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 do it this way. And I was like, but no, 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 I want to do it this way. So that is such an important aspect in a relationship that adds to who you are and clearly, you know, what you've been able to coalesce as far as cooperation as we spoke is pretty incredible. 
yeah, Cynthia, what do you think about your connections during this pandemic and how you've been able to maintain that? You you mentioned that perhaps you're a work mom now to others and then um, maintaining the, com- the connection to your mentors now during this pandemic. Well, you know, it's funny. I think in a lot of ways, the conversations and the um, things that we asked of each other shifted a little bit. Yeah. You know, it's um, now we're looking for who can get the vaccine. Where did you get online to the vaccine? How did you find an appointment? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's a very different conversation. And also, you know, people are down. Yes. See, I'm, I'm finding that and people um, assess human contact. So I have a Tuesday afternoon at 4.30 p.m. cocktail party on Zoom. And whoever wants to join me joins me that week. I love and, it. And um, we just sit around and we hate Zoom. Yep. But it's better than nothing. Yes. It really is better than nothing. <laughs> Correct. It is true. And are you finding that Zoom is helping you get closer to people that maybe you wouldn't have had the time? What, what's what been, I mean, I, I look at Zoom at the level that we're using it. I have always been in love with Zoom because it's such a part of my personal business model. But then like all good things, when it's my only part of the model, it's gotten pretty old. How's that relationship for a person who likes to be honest and transparent? Oh, and transparent and a hug. Um, yes, it, it, it's draining. And it's draining, and you, you also see, and especially if you have a larger group, um, you know who's looking at their phone, who's not paying attention. It's just an outlet, you know. It's just a way to connect with others. And then I'll see someone in the chat room that I haven't talked to in a while, and go, "Oh, hey, how you doing?" Because we haven't seen each other in the circuit. So there's those little things, those little nuances that you can do. Let's talk about back to women in the workplace, because you're an extraordinary woman in the workplace. You know, just hearing the way you've transitioned your company and your own career from what you think. I love that when you started out and you said that, you know, you you never expected when you were getting your master's, you never expected to be doing X. And I think that's such an important message in and of itself. But what do you think has gotten better for women in general and especially around leadership positions from your perspective? Well, I think one of the things that women are doing today, which I think is wonderful, is a lot of my friends who have had successful careers in the healthcare field, in the corporate America, whatever, they're kind of stepping back. And as their last step on the ladder and rung of their career, they're taking nonprofits on to a new level. Right. We've had stories here in Westchester County, you know, maybe there's six of us that have Turn, turned around, changed it all. Who went to Harvard Law to be an attorney and now runs our homeless advocacy group for Westchester County and, and the shelters. Wow. So we're, we're taking our collective um, education, energy, and experience, and we're bringing it to the nonprofit community. I think it's raising the bar. Yeah. You know, absolutely. I, I think, actually, that's what Hey Boss Lady is all about. I mean, we're talking about now that we see more and more women in leadership, what does that mean for our workplace, our culture, and our community at large? And you just hit it on the head with, yeah. you know, what it means. Women are reaching out. You know, I want to ask you, what advice do you have for women at the top? Don't do it alone. Yay! Yay. Very, very <laughs> lonely some days in that office, let me tell you. When you know you have to do something that you don't want to do, but it's for the best of the organization. Yes. Um, you know, as an example, I mean, I I had to convince my board that we had to ask 143 people to leave our 
deep, uh, leave living at the Y. Where do they go in Westchester County? Right. It's the most expensive county in the nation. Right. But you know what? There are ways to do it. Create the win-win. Yep. I saw the developer who's buying our business, buying our building. Mm-hmm. I convinced them to give me six figures in a fund to get consultants to come in and place everyone. Oh, my gosh, that was genius. It is. And, you know, that's what I'm appreciating. You know, you have said certain things that remind me of other conversations that we've had with our Hey Boss Lady guests, whether it was the hearts, which will um, will air later uh, in the spring, where they talk about transitioning out of one career to the other and having different purposes, or Patty Becker, which... Uh, will also be one of our upcoming conversations where she, like you, has a tribe of young women that she helped to nurture, that an actual organization came about it. And what I noticed in your foresight for getting that fund is a very typical thing a male would have done to potentially garner something for themselves. But in many cases, what women are doing are they're broadening the scope and saying, we can do this deal and it's going to benefit you phenomenally. How about you think about how it could impact the community in an equally phenomenal way? And I really commend you on that forethought. And I thank you for that. One of the things that was fascinating, now I don't know where, I don't know how this, this developer found us or I found them. During this transition of time, remember, if you think about it, I still had X expenses. Mm-hmm, for the mm-hmm. And then I was phasing out my resident income. Mm-hmm. I was phasing out my swim and, and gym income. Right. Mm-hmm. How much? How am I paying the electric bill? Yeah. Can, yeah. Can you believe? Can you believe? During this eighteen-month process, because they have to get approvals from the city to build what they want, and there's a lot of things that go with yeah. this. They gave me my shortfall every month towards the purchase price. Wow. Wow. And and said to me, if this deal doesn't go through, you can keep it. Really? That's incredible. You know, those are the things that personally give me hope. But I'm going to allow Christy to ask the question that she originated when we started doing the Hey Boss Lady podcast. Yeah, Cynthia, what gives you hope for the future? That's what we want to know here. Honestly, this story I just told you. Yes, yes, There are I agree. really good people out there. There are people with golden hearts, people who want to help. Find them, make them part of you, and not, and you can't be stingy. You have to give it back. There you go. Well, uh, Cynthia, you know, as I think back on just this very short period of time where we started out talking about tribes and you, you weaved in for us, you, you know, your work mom and, and rising up young women and then evolving it to how to broaden not only a strategy in a way that helps your organization continue to thrive, but in fact broadens the entire strategy for how corporations interact in your community. I think it's pretty incredible. Cynthia, thank you so much for joining us. This was a pleasure, ladies, and um, Hey Boss Lady is a force to be reckoned with. Thank you. That is Cynthia Delfino, absolutely part of our new Hey Boss Lady tribe. She is the president and CEO of YMCA for Central and Northern Westchester. I'm Andrea Gigline. And I'm Christy Atwater. And this is Hey Boss Lady. And don't forget, follow us on our Facebook page, our Hey Boss Lady Facebook page, 
And Cynthia, I just want you to know that you were an absolute delight. You really were. Oh, thank you. Boss Lady is sponsored by Fraser & Dieter, a top 50 accounting and advisory firm that has been repeatedly named a best firm for women in leadership. Fraser & Dieter is proud to support programming for women executives and entrepreneurs. Learn more at fd.cpa. We'd also like to thank Every, a leading supplier of gaming, entertainment products, and technology solutions for the casino and digital gaming industry.